All right, welcome. It is Bowerly News Radio 930 WBEN. So, uh, a couple of weeks ago, U.S. government uh, released a report 510 sightings of what we used to call UFOs. Now they call them unidentified aerial phenomena. And I wanted to know where your head was at regarding these things. Have you seen one? Do you believe they exist? Is there anybody in the audience who has been abducted by aliens? I'm curious because I know when I had an abductee or alleged abductee on the program back in the early 1990s, a bunch of people called in more than I ever could have imagined to say, wow, me too. And I couldn't I couldn't believe it. And these were not people who sounded like they were off their medication or anything. Um, but anyway, uh we are taking your phone calls at 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Spent all day Saturday prepping for this show. All right, all day on my buttocks watching documentaries on Amazon Prime about UFOs. Uh, and uh, back to Anonymous on uh, a cell phone who uh, had an experience with a creature uh, he left off telling us that the creature walked up to him, smiled at him through telepathy because the creature did not have a mouth, and his wife was there, and his wife grabbed him to pull him away. And Anonymous, you're back with us on WBEN. Well, it didn't walk, it floated. <laughs> well, that's a common that's a common Actually, theme. Yeah, it floated, it went right up to me, right into my face. And what I'll, what I'll leave you with before I – because it is a complicated thing, and, and there, there is a lot to the, the story, and I know you have uh, – uh, you don't have all day here. But one of the things is, you know, if you have dreams, and, and people might say, well, this guy's hallucinating, he's having a dream. You know, I, I, I'm someone who does dream, but, you know, I don't remember what I dreamed last night or maybe the night before. I don't. This, I remember like the day of my wedding or when my first child was born. It is something that's burned into my brain. Um, the other thing that it left me was uh, total fear of a terror. I mean, it wasn't a fun thing. Um, now, I had a firearm when I was 18, and it was in a closet. It was a, a shotgun for deer hunting. I never, forgot I even had it. After this happened, probably this was uh, my children were born, you know, uh, early 30s. Um, I went and I went and, and, and got my permit. I got I got long rifles. I had them all around me. Uh, I, I felt so helpless that I couldn't protect my family from someone who uh, came in and you know, uh, took me or uh, had their way. I don't even know how to explain it, but it, it was a feeling of helplessness that was so real um, for really for like six months after. I uh, It was scary. Um, it's not something you, you want to have or I, I, I wish it on anyone. Um I think it's more complex than, you know, uh, an advanced civilization with a shuttle pod that comes down and, you know, and checks us out or whatever. It, it, it is something more interdimensional. It's something more uh, to it than I think maybe we can even wrap our minds around. So in, um, in addition to, um, to uh, floating up to you and smiling telepathically at you, were any other messages received by your brain? 
Well, I looked over. One of them went over to my wife, and basically she went like just uh, almost looked like a, like a zombie, just don't, was out. And at that point, you know, there, there's this, the, the, the cliche kind of thing where I was elevated up into uh, the ship where I actually went right past the tree in my backyard and, and, and could see her down there. And I don't remember anything after that. Now, um, were there, um, it, it, it just people are going to want to know, did you live, when this happened, did you live in the suburbs, in the city, in the country? I'm living in the suburbs. I have an acre of land, it's a big backyard. One of the things that I thought was interesting, too, is when I did see, I did see the crafts, which, I, you know, I saw them come down. And when they came down, you know, they just, just they, they like floated like leaves. It sounds crazy. You know how you see a leaf floating in? Yeah, yeah, like the feather uh, at the, the beginning and end of Forrest Gump. It flutters. Like, if these things were so precise and they would just choop, come down, you know, at a trajectory and stop and hover. No, they, they, they like, fluttered down. Um, I saw them rotating and, uh, you know, it, it, it's it's not like a linear thing. It's, it's There's different parts that you do remember and you don't remember. So, so after this happened, did anybody come knocking at your door? No, 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 no. No men in black? And the, That's disappointing. Nope. Like I said, she, she was the one who grabbed me. I even had my robot. She grabbed me and she was shaking me. Ah! And I, I kind of snapped out of it. And then they subdued her, I guess. And you know what? We didn't talk about it for weeks. Weeks and weeks. See, like, that that stuns me because that would have been something that... Sudden, no, we didn't know it. It, 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 it. We started shooting the breeze once about, you know, hey, you remember? And then the more we started talking, I'm like, oh, my God, that's not real. So we didn't, you, just, you know, and when you both had the same experience and you start sharing these same things, that, that it was it was insane. It was crazy. We, we thought we were... No one would believe you. You know, I, you can't. I, I'm not. Uh, do I sound like I disbelieve you? I mean, I, I'm just. I just no, want I details. I, I'm not. I don't think you're crazy. I mean, basically, what I'm hearing from you is what I've heard from other abductees that uh, have either been on TV or that I've had on my show, such as Sky Ambrose and Whitley Strieber. Um, Whitley Strieber had a hard time, uh, to some extent, verbalizing some of the things that happened to him during his alleged abductions. Uh, but I believe that, and as far as your wife experiencing the same thing, when you have an unusual, an unusual circumstance happen to you, it's always helpful to have corroborating witnesses because that way you know it isn't just you, that other people are seeing well, it, these things too. I've certainly found that in my life. And you know you're not crazy. <laughs> well, I knew it all along, but I just wanted uh, further. <laughs> I, I just want further corroboration. Uh, but I thank you very much for the call. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks. All right. So I don't know what you guys make of that, but uh, if, if we have any um, UFO abductees out there, I think you probably could relate to what that guy was saying. And as far as the uh, creature floating toward him, I can't believe that he brought that up because on one of the documentaries I saw on Saturday. Uh, they were analyzing the you remember, remember the alien autopsy back in the 1990s the, that was shown on TV. Well, they had a uh, a medical dude who was um, analyzing the autopsy 
who said that uh, the shape of the legs and the musculature of the legs would be very consistent with um, with people or, or entities that uh, could actually defy gravity. And they didn't have to have, for example, as developed a, uh, I think he said, as developed a gastroc muscle, the calves, as, uh, as a human being would, if I'm recalling correctly. But he definitely said that the anatomy of the creature they were doing the autopsy on was consistent with somebody who didn't do a lot of walking, who probably did a lot of floating. And when they walk on the ground, supposedly they waddle on the ground like like penguins because uh, floating is their preferred uh, way of getting from point A to point B. And again, I can, all I can do is parrot what I saw on these uh, documentaries uh, that I watched. But uh, I'm curious, how many of you have had uh, close encounters of any kind? How many of you have seen something that you legitimately cannot explain? You have no idea what it was. And I will be the first to tell you I've never seen any bizarre spacecraft at all. I've seen shooting stars, saw the space station, I've seen satellites, but I've never seen anything that didn't have an earthly explanation. Um, as far as the abductee phenomenon, um, there may be something to it. When you get people all over the world who tell the same stories, I think you have to give that some credibility. And I think you also have to give credibility to the people who've actually had objects taken out of their bodies that defy any earthly metallurgical or laboratory tests. Like, they're not of this earth. That's that's hard evidence, and that's pretty hard to uh, dismiss. 803-0930 is the phone number to call. Star 930 on the cell phone, 1-800-616-WBEN. Have you seen a UFO? Has anybody out there been abducted? Like this individual who called in was abducted. I mean, it was difficult getting him to tell a linear story, but he said it's a kind of story that you cannot tell in a linear fashion. But what, one of the things he said toward the end of our conversation, um, which harmonizes with what other abductees have said, is they wouldn't wish it on anybody. It's a sense of violation. It's a sense of being totally out of control and a sense of powerlessness. And nobody likes that. Nobody at all. 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. And the telepathic communication is also a big thing with, uh, uh, with aliens. Supposedly that is how they communicate. And allegedly it leaves human beings absolutely drained um, after the experience. I wouldn't know. I haven't experienced it, but maybe you have. And again, given the nature of this topic, um, if you want to call in as anonymous, that is, uh, that's fine. That That's totally okay. I don't need your real name. I don't need your real place from where you're calling, um, but I, I do need your story. And I'm captivated by what the last caller um, had to say. And one of the things that I, that I just can't get over is the similarity of, of what he said compared with other people who've been through some of the same experiences um, and what they have said. Now, is this uh, is it some kind of uh, illusion? Well, he's got a corroborating witness and his wife, so it wasn't a dream. It's something the two of them shared. Um, I'd be very interested in knowing what the neighbors saw and what the neighbors felt and why. I mean, is, there, is there a conspiracy of, of silence or something? Let's go to anonymous number two. You are on WBEN. Welcome. Well, thank you very much. Uh, summer of 69 during the Vietnam War, 
I was ship's officer on a cargo ship. And we were west of Hawaii outbound towards Vietnam. And middle of the night, just shortly before midnight, this object came out of the water about a mile, mile and a half ahead of us, and uh, flashing lights and dripping water and disappeared up into the sky in a matter of 10 seconds. I was all alone on a bridge. Nobody else saw it. I kept my mouth shut. Probably a wise idea at the time, unless you wanted to Section 8. <laughs> yeah, uh, nobody would have believed me anyhow. Well, okay, well, when you hear today about underwater UFO sightings, when you, uh, that is to say, uh, let me clarify that, about UFOs habitually darting out of bodies of water, whether it's the ocean, whether it's lakes, do you feel somewhat vindicated? Well, yeah, uh, you know, the ocean covers most of the uh, surface of the earth anyhow, so it's all water, and uh, it stands to reason that if things happen, they would happen there also. So do you have any, uh, so you said it was about a mile um, off the bow of the ship. Would you care to venture about how big this thing was? Well, it was pretty big to see it, uh, you know, a nautical mile away. I, I ran for the radar, I switched it on, but at that time, uh, it, it takes a little bit for the radar to warm up. So there was nothing on the radar, and, you know, 30, 40 seconds later that the radar screen lit up. So, uh it was gone. That was it. I went to bed and uh, I slept uh, a little bit fr- frightfully. Uh, I don't know. I, did I see it or not? Yeah, I know I saw it. I was all alone. So there, there was never a time where you questioned your own sanity. You know what you saw. You didn't tell anybody. Again, a prudent move, I suspect, especially in those days. Um, but you know, you know what you saw. I do. So yes. where where do you think that these things are of the earth or are they from elsewhere? Well, you know, who knows with the military uh, uh, technology and the, and the, all the experimentation going on, who knows where they came from or what they are. Uh, there's no way to tell unless you capture one or one crashes, I guess. Well, supposedly that's already happened. Uh, in fact, one of our earlier people, I think, mentioned uh, technology, that alien alien technology sure hasn't uh, improved an awful lot since they started being sighted, but our technology sure has improved a lot since the aliens uh, allegedly have been sighted. And uh, Phil Corso, in his book The Day After Roswell, he points out that uh, what they did with the Roswell debris is they sent it off to various uh, military contractors and research institutions. Boy, that sounds familiar. And they um, they b- basically uh, back-engineered, and that's how we came up with things like fiber-optic cables. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, nowadays with the uh, technology of the modern radar, such as the uh, case in point is the uh, jet fighter pilots spotting these objects flying around on their uh, on their radar and stuff. Uh, yeah, they're, they're being spotted. Well, they, they certainly are. I mean, we've all seen, I, I think we've all seen the uh, the videotape of the, uh, the Tic Tac UFOs off the coast of California. Um, yours Was yours like a classic flying disc? You know, I, the thing was all foamy and waterlogged and dripping water, and I did see some lights flashing through. Uh, there were blue, red, and uh, and white lights, kind of, and uh, I couldn't really tell the the shape of the object. Mm. That's that's fascinating. Thank you very much for the call. I appreciate it.
Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Well, and, and see, World War II pilots saw them in the skies over Germany in particular. They called them Foo Fighters. And my dad and a bunch of his uh, uh, people in his unit in Korea saw the Foo Fighters over Korea. Had no idea what they were. It is uh, 428 News Radio 930 WBEN 803 talking UFOs. Have you seen them? Do you believe in them? Anybody out there, an alien abductee? Tell me your stories. All right, welcome. It is Bowerly News Radio 930 WBEN. And uh, talking with you guys about uh, UFOs, uh, a few days back, the uh, government released a report 510 sightings of unidentified aerial phenomena. And uh, they are concerned. Uh, and reason to be concerned because many of the sightings have happened over areas where there are nuclear power plants or where there are um, nuclear uh, weapons that are stored. And uh, one of the things that uh, I spent Saturday basically doing the show prep for this show, and I'm asking you, and you want to call in anonymously, that's fine. I'm asking you uh, for your calls on whether or not you've ever seen something that you would consider to be uh, extraterrestrial craft. You know, Where did you see it? What did it do? Were you alone? Anybody grab any pictures? Of course, now in the Photoshop era, it becomes more and more difficult to determine uh, myth from reality. I guess you got to be a, a photo expert in order to do that. But uh, I, I feel disappointed because, like ghosts, I, I've never seen an unidentified aerial phenomena ever because uh, the only thing I've ever seen is a shooting star and man-made satellites and man-made uh, International Space Station. That's that's it. I'm sure you've seen the ISS floating across the sky. You know, they usually you can actually look it up online and determine when it is going to be flying over you. And sometimes you're lucky, and it's not cloudy outside, and it just looks like a rather bright star gliding across the horizon. And uh, it's kind of cool realizing there's something all that way up, and you're down here, and there it is. But anyway, some interesting stories uh, so far. Have you, uh, and, and again, you can call in anonymously. Is there anybody listening to my voice right now who's had the uh, experience of being uh, abducted by or having contact with ETs or with extraterrestrial biological entities? And some of the uh, programs that I watched to prep myself for uh, today's show uh, featured people who had. I mentioned earlier uh, an incident in the 1980s at Rendlesham Forest in, uh, in, in the UK. And that is one of the best documented sightings of all time. It was done by our service members, uh, done by, I think, a couple of airmen and a colonel in the Air Force who actually recorded what he was seeing on tape when he was seeing it. And then one of the guys who was uh, actually in contact with the craft touched the craft and downloaded into his brain, and again, I don't know how this works, but he touched the craft and the craft downloaded into his brain binary code, a series of zeros and ones, which he was able to write down from memory. Somehow all of those zeros and ones were able to uh, embed themselves in his brain. And uh, when it was translated by some computer geek, it came back to read, you know, gave the name of the ship, uh, and then it said something to the effect of uh, for the exploration of uh, humanity or something along those lines. But it, it was very interesting. And then uh, somebody else who was in the military uh, told a story of uh, of uh, being told by his uh, CO 
that uh, a landed alien had wanted to have contact with him, wanted to give him some information. So uh, he was told, you're going to feel like running, but don't run. When you faint, we're, we're going to be there to catch you. And this guy um, received such a powerful vision telepathically, allegedly, through the alien that uh, he basically fell down into a faint and didn't wake up until hours later. And when he woke up, he was absolutely exhausted. So I think back to the caller who started off this hour of the program, and there are definitely some, uh, some similarities with what he said. And look, I know the skeptical brain would say, well, of course he said it. He said it because he watched the same documentaries that you watched, and he's just parroting what he heard on TV. But I, I don't know. I think the guy was sincere. I think he, uh, if, if he was just making it up, he's got to be a terrific actor. He's, uh, he, certainly, uh, he certainly was. It, it, you know, what was compelling about it is the fact that it wasn't, a linear story and he had a hard time verbalizing it that was the impact this thing had on him so how about you uh is there anybody if if, if nobody out there has seen any of these things um i can move on to the to the next topic but you guys have told me that you wanted a ufo show so i thought i would oblige you by doing a ufo show but if that isn't what you want um, that that's fine. So this will be the last opportunity for you to call in uh, if you have seen a UFO. And and the Western New York area, by the way, has been the site of many really interesting UFO studies. There was the or UFO situations. There was a situation in Cherry Creek, New York, which was very well documented. Um, and there was a situation in Niagara Falls. And the thing about the Niagara Falls, and Niagara Falls, Canada, and the thing about that particular sighting is uh, that one was followed by so-called men in black showing up to say, keep your mouth shut, don't talk about what you experienced, or we'll know. Don't talk about it, or we'll know. And then um, there was uh, an interview with a woman named Linda Moulton House. She's on Coast to Coast a lot. And she talked about a meeting she had with uh, somebody giving her information about what he knew from his uh, military experiences about UFOs. And uh, she, um, her source received a call on his private office line the following Monday, and they knew exactly what was being talked about, even though the conversation took place in a very noisy bar. Uh, so, again, some of these some of these shows were interesting. I think they could have been better done uh, in terms of uh, in terms of evidence. 803-0930, star 930 on the cell phone, 1-800-616-WBEN. If you have seen a UFO, I want to know what you saw, when, where. You can call anonymously if you want. If you had contact with an extraterrestrial, I'd like to know. Um, I wonder how many of you are out there. I don't want you to be afraid to call. I mean, I mean, if you're drunk or something, that's probably a good reason not to. But uh, yeah, th- those calls tend not to go over very well. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Here is uh, Mark in Buffalo. Mark, you are on. Hello. Hi, Tom. How are you? Uh, it's a beautiful, well, uh, it's gloomy. I'm not going to lie. I'd like to say it's a beautiful day, but it's a gloomy day. Another off season of wondering what if. It's a rather abysmal out there, is it not? Abysmal, gloomy, depressing, dank, sorrowful, you know, filled with all kinds of angst. I want to tell you about my UFO sighting in Florida. Oh, um, whereabouts in Florida? In, in Orlando, in a, a place called Azalea Park, 
which was uh, one mile west of the Naval Training Center in Orlando. And uh, I was fortunate enough to live with a, a woman that provided all the financial responsibilities, and I had time to kill. And we had a lawn service, and the guy's name was Burnout Bob. And he saw a glint in the sky, and I got out my binoculars, and I went ahead and zoomed in. It was a chrome egg with a bottom black about the size of a jet airliner. So I went ahead and got the VHS-C out, and I got the camcorder. I was at full charge. And I got it on videotape, and there was a civilian jet airliner that went by in the same film footage. I took it to Orlando police. I took it to Orange County Sheriff. It remained unidentified. I had it analyzed by law enforcement. Um, the thing was as big as a jet. It was zipping in. It was interdimensional. It was trying to come in and go out, come in and go out, come in and go out. And um, the the cop said that he was a uh, rather flabbergasted when he saw it because we have, Mark, we have no idea what this is. Well, the question is, was it really trying to come in and out, or was it using some kind of cloaking mechanism to be invisible, and maybe the cloaking mechanism uh, failed on it? It would be very interesting to know which flight went by it and how many passengers saw it. It was an interdimensional function where it was trying to come into our reality. And um, <clears throat> how, how do you know, that if you don't know what it was, how do you know that that's how, how it was operating? Because the uh, film footage does not lie. And then if you look at the film footage, you can go ahead and look and say, wow, man, this thing's trying to zip in. Um, I promised you the film footage of this that you are rather skeptical of that I will provide at my cost. And I will go ahead and provide this video to you and send it to WBN and Corporate Parkway. Well, just so you know, I don't – oh, I do, I do have a VHS player, believe it or not. Uh, I also I can also also play it on my computer or a computer here at the radio station. Um, I, I certainly look at the footage. I mean, one of the problems I got to be honest with you: over the years, I've done UFO shows. People promise me the moon, no pun intended, and I never get anything. Uh, Tom, what's the best format for you? Is it DVD? Uh, DVD would be good. Yes. Okay. Yeah, because that's going to be a little. I'd, I'd love to see it. Okay, so my name is Mark. Make a mental oh, note. Uh, uh, this will be in the mail probably within the next month or two. I'll call you back and you tell me what you think. Um, oh, okay. Uh, that's that's. I'll probably comment on it uh, after I watch it on the air. But I'm just out of curiosity. Did you take the video to the FAA as well as your local police? No, it went to um, Orlando police and it went to Orange County Sheriff and. Uh, I did not for I still have the original copy of VHSC. You know what was weird was when I was taking I was on full charge. I went ahead and took the video film footage of it. My battery drained like within ninety seconds flat and I was at full charge. Wow, it sounds that like was, sounds like my cell phone. <laughs> that was an anomaly. That was uncommon. That was that was unexpected. Uh, that that's quite interesting. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, and what year are we talking about, roughly? Uh, 1994, the date was November 20th. It was at 1,300 hours, uh, one mile west of the Orlando Training Center in Orlando, Florida. Well, I mean, when you say... the, the, the 
I mean, a, a lot of sightings are around military bases, and uh, you know, the first thing people are going to say is, was this some kind of an experimental aircraft being flown by our military, or was it intentionally surveilling our military? Because a lot of these sightings are done around military bases. My dad worked Department of Defense from P-51 Mustangs all the way up to Minutemen 3 and SDI payloads. Whatever you want to know about the UFO, I can tell you. But I had a clearance, so I have to watch what I say. All right. Well, Mark, thank you very much. Uh, I, I appreciate that. Um, I don't know how high his clearance went or what organization he was with, but uh, very, very interesting. But I, in my experience, after a few drinks or just a few moments of private conversation with me, people tend to open up. I just have that ability to bring that out. I don't know what it is. But uh, I get a lot of good stuff. Anyway, it is uh, coming up on 450 at News Radio 930 WBEN. I think what it is, I'm not. I'm non-threatening. It's impossible. Yeah, I'm not imposing. So that it it, it doesn't. I'm just not an intimidating force. Anyway, it is uh, coming up on 450 at News Radio 930 WBEN. All right, we'll uh, continue this. Uh, but I, I need you know your your calls uh, to make this thing work. Obviously, um, more people are calling in, but uh, therefore I will continue it. But if you've seen anything, uh, if you have any pictures of anything like UFOs or unidentified aerial phenomena, I'm trying to be an escape valve for Western New York today because I know there's a lot of really sad people, some really angry people. So I'm trying to be I'm trying to be the Lee of the storm. The storm is. All kinds of sadness, the waves of misery are cresting in western New York, and I'm trying to provide safe harbor with this program. Doing a fine job, I might add, on News Radio 930 WBEN, 8030930. Um, getting a very interesting uh, series of calls here. See, I want Mark to see what he said. It wasn't fair because he left us by saying, I can tell you anything you want to know about UFOs. Last thing he said, but I had a security clearance, so I got to be careful. Like, what isn't there to tell? I mean, Mark, whatever you can tell about UFOs, call back in the 5 o'clock hour. Whatever you can tell us, I want to know. I want to know. All right, here's Diane on WBEN uh, in uh, Amherst. Diane, you're on WBEN. Welcome. Hi, Tom. Yes, ma'am. Uh, I, how are you? Gloomy, like everybody. I, yeah, I'm a little gloomy, too. Um, I My family has happened to just see a lot of UFOs. My mom and dad, uh, who have now passed on from this mortal plane, uh, in the early 80s saw a UFO far off uh, late at night. And my father told me that he was sending it telepathic messages to come down and teach us how to live peacefully. And my mother was terrified and ran in the house. Don't know what she thought that was going to do. But uh, my dad said, all of a sudden, this craft, about the size of a football field, was over their house very, very quickly. And he could see all the, all the under metal part or whatever it was made of. And it only stayed maybe 30 seconds. And then off it went, and he described that it it looked like ribbon candy in the sky. That's what he said when it, when it left. Ribbon and, candy? Uh, 
That's what he said. It's kind of an odd and, shape. Well, not not the craft itself, but it seemed to leave some kind of a trail, and he said it was oh, red. Okay. And uh, I don't I don't know. I'm just telling you what. No, but I'm curious when when the craft was over uh, over the house. Did your father telepathically communicate with it while it was right over him? I think so. I think that he continued to to say to them, you know, why can't we learn how to live peacefully? And I wondered if he maybe lost some time, you know. But he said that when he went back in. Uh, well, my mom had pulled the covers over her head as if that was going to help. Um, and he he drew what he saw. She drew what she had seen. And from afar, they drew the same thing. But she had not stayed long enough to see when, when it was over their house. Well, that's uh, so, that's a super cool story. And that was just one of two sightings? Well, I myself have had two sightings. One was my son about 10 years ago. Um, coming. I, we were driving on the 290 going uh, west. No, yes, going toward the Dent Tower. And, and I said to him, why are there so many lights over by the Dent Tower? And we, we got off right there and turned under the overpass and uh, shared a drive and were stopped at the light. And we looked up, and right over the intersection of Sheridan and Harlem was a, a big black triangle hovering over the road. No, and, no way. See, I've long suspected Laszlo Metzler was an alien. This might be the proof I needed. Well, I'm, I don't have any idea whether, you know, I got the impression at the time that it was probably an earth, earthly produced, how do you want a human produced thing. And we quick turned around at Dent. You know, I was thinking maybe I could see it again but it was gone well uh, hold on because uh, diane hold on i want to find out more about this triangle because uh, the phoenix lights were this g giant triangle and i don't think they've been satisfactorily uh, explained um but i mean if what the 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 report uh, the reason i'm doing the show is this report that they've released um with 510 sightings uh of unidentified aerial phenomena by our military people but it just what what got me was the part of the report that said, well, uh, they were balloon-like objects in many cases. What is a balloon-like object? It's either a balloon or it's not a balloon. What is a balloon-like object? That's kind of weird. Um, and and or, or or unmanned aerial stuff. Um, well, that doesn't give me a good feeling. If our pilots can't tell the difference between something extraterrestrial and something that uh, some hobbyist is flying as a drone. Or is one of our own um, machines? Uh, that doesn't make that doesn't make a lot of sense when I when I read it with a critical eye. Like there's something about this just doesn't, doesn't read right.